Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Harmony. And we are Lymphatic Care. The Naked Truth. We are going to dive into the lymphatic system, discuss how the system has let clients down due to lack of resources, education and knowledge on the challenges that affect the lymphatic system. We are looking forward to sharing our stories and our experiences. Hi, Harms. Hi, Shell. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're being busy as ever, you know, living the dream. That's you're about not, it. You're not living on a beach up in Cairns. No, you know what? I'm looking forward to this cruise coming up. I've got, uh, still got a few months, but I'm we're living that dream. Sorry? We're not, we're not allowed to have any Long Island iced teas. Oh, oh my gosh. No, no, we will. We will. They very lethal, though. I found a perfect recipe, and it's really, really nice. But I can't have that until Friday nights. Recipes for alcohol. I know, right? These cocktails, the things you do. Oh my gosh! I'm there's a TikTok thing going around, and I don't know what song it's from, but my kids are all around singing. They're like, "One margarita, two margaritas," <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you even know what a margarita is?" And they're like, "It's a drink," and I'm like, "Oh, it, it's a drink." But that's, do you know anything more? They're like, no, we just like the trend on TikTok. Oh, wow. No, it's like three but margaritas. It's about getting very, very, very drunk. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it is. It is good. So let's introduce someone special today. Yes, we've got Scarlett back now. If you guys were listening last week, you would have heard us talking about Scarlett's journey. Hers was a little bit more in-depth. Um, we were going to, which we're going to be talking about today, her lipedema journey, but we spoke last week about her POTS and her diagnosis for her health conditions, which uh, kind of all came hand in hand together with lipedema as well. And now we're on that, we're on the sort of final end, aren't we? Scarlett, how are you? I mean, I can chat a bit. Um, So, yep, you had a very (laughs) in-depth of the journey that I've had. Um, But, yeah, yeah, no, um, Good to good to chat, and we'll talk more now, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. So, last we left it at, um, mum had come to save the day and help you get yeah. your surgery sooner rather than later, which I think is, you know, yeah. as a mum, I would absolutely want to do the same thing for my kids. So, tell us from there. Let's go from that starting point. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just a huge relief uh, to then to then have this kind of hope. Um, into you know something going forward and being treated and actually having a um, a proper treatment kind of thing you know a, a final solution like it's not something that is just you need to do this now and then do it again later or anything like that it, it was just that that final let's get this hit hit this over the head yeah they and actually you know have something solved and out of the way and you know that's that's where I'm I'm at now. I've I've gone three surgeries in now. I've got my final surgery coming up and the difference is massive and the change in yeah, massive changes in everything and it's it's amazed me uh the benefits actually. So can we just go back yeah. a little bit which we didn't we didn't cover a lot of it but I think it's a a great topic to talk about because Last week we talked a lot about your um, health conditions, but we didn't touch on yeah. how your mental health was during this whole process. I mean, it blows my mind yeah. the fact that, that you have 
been hit with so many different diagnoses on your journey and how unwell you yeah. were. How are you mentally? Yeah. How how did you get through this? Yeah, look, I've had, I mean, it's been some years, of course, and so there's been different phases. There's been different stages of um, of different things and that's before diagnosis but obviously of experiencing symptoms of experiencing you know lipedema before knowing what it was um you know so that that I've started in teenage years um the effects of you know the my build my body's build um as what I would have you know called it then and having kind of the deformity that lipedema brings to your legs uh which was evident at that stage um anyway um, so yeah, in in early years, uh, didn't cope so well at all. Um, there was a very very uh, significant stage of depression. Oh, it's rough to say, but you know, like I had um, a suicidal depression kind of thing. Like that's where my head would go, and I would have issues with my body. I would have issues with the way that I looked. Um, not being able to leave the house as a result of it. Issues with eating. Uh, issues yeah just really bad really bad place really dark place um and not really having much hope uh because I was sorry Scarlett do you find that your mental health or your approach to everything sort of changed when you got a diagnosis yeah yeah so so then you kind of I went through the stage of you know that was um before kind of adulthood I'd say so you know that's a hard stage for anyone I'd say um and then Moving into adulthood, and as I said, you know, I started to just accept the way that my body looked. I started to kind of accept my limits a little bit but not really understand, you know, that that was a ongoing thing or anything like that with my other conditions. But, you know, I, I, I formed some contentment with within myself um, and w- within my, well, first of all, my body image kind of thing, uh, which I think is big um, and it's a huge, um, what do you say, like, that's hugely due to my husband and his love for me and that stable commitment and that relationship, you know, that brought so much to me in terms of uh, repairing damage and trauma from, you know, childhood experiences, teenage experiences and stuff like that. So, you know, that part of the journey, that was also significant. And I feel like that, that happened around the time that I, I transitioned from being a teenager, you know, youth to becoming an adult. And that was big for me. And, I think I, I learned to cope with things a lot better. But the problem was is I kept on adding things to my plate kind of thing. I kept mm. on myself more than I could handle without understanding the damage it was doing to my body physically, uh, both with the lipedema and with the other conditions. So though I was content at that stage, as I said, my my, my conditions uh, progressed, the lipedema progressed and, and became to a more disfigured kind of uh, state. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say... There was the good days and there's mostly I was just, you know, this is life, this is what I look like, that's fine, you know. But, of course, there was the days where, um, you know, you can't fit into the clothes that you want to wear and you've gone up another pants size um, or whatever it is and, and that's obviously never fun for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was affecting my husband, like his concern for my health. Uh, because obviously it's a rapid kind of growth of, of accumulation of fat. So it just looks, you know, as an unhealthy person basically is what it's kind of uh, looks like from the outsider and not understanding. And so I think he was quite concerned for my health and, um, you know, you've got all these other conditions like you need to kind of have that under control. 
so that was that was kind of a strain in the relationship of course um having having that attention brought to my appearance uh when I'd been so kind of comfortable with myself for a long time and then yeah the diagnosis uh, that was a huge relief um in terms of just understanding okay this there's there is a reason why my body is shaped like this and that kind of came with it, it another sort of contentment in terms of this is not something I could have changed myself. This is actually a condition and there is a solution. Um, there is, tri- there is uh, you know, conservative therapies kind of thing and, you know, there's things I can do about this, which was really great, but it might not look like what a normal person would do about weight gain or something like that. A normal person, someone without these difficulties, I guess. So, yeah, in terms of mental health, uh, the diagnosis, that was great. It actually was. Um, I did. I don't think I really felt much emotion around it um, for the lipedema in particular. I mean, I'd, I'd been through such a hard time with my body image and kind of come out of that before I got the diagnosis. But in terms of understanding that this was something that I could actually treat, work on in terms of my medical resume, I love um, that medical resume. <laughs> I love it. Something that could be ticked off, like that was huge. And it also gave hope for my other condition because my understanding and like this is just uh, this is formed in my opinions and understanding of my own body is if I've got lipedema fat, you know, suffocating my veins, suffocating my muscles, and that's what they've explained to me at the at the doctor's surgery that uh, Dr. Leckage that I see is that it's it's literally like not allowing proteins it's not allowing circulation to the places that you need it your your muscles are literally in there trapped on a so the muscles actually like got this layer of this diseased cells these fat cells and I'm having a straight jacket yeah and so how is your circulation system supposed to work properly obviously your lymphatics don't work properly but that gets me thinking, how is my blood circulation, you know? If I'm not getting the right proteins, if I'm not getting the right nutrients to my to my muscles, which my muscles are the pumps, they are the pumps for your circulation system. They're the pumps for your blood to get to your head. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing with, with understanding POTS is like the best thing you can do is, is um, work on your pumps, work on your calf muscles. Um, how am I supposed to do that with this lipedema fat there how am I supposed to do that with this inflammation there you know so so that was like massively like a a feeling of like hope of course to you know I'm gonna free up all of this space down there and um my body's gonna be able to work you know to some better efficiency it might not cure everything completely but surely that's going to help and so it, it absolutely has brought hope I'd as I, as I explained about the whole the heart hole surgery and stuff like that and how my mother had had hope at that point I wasn't very hopeful I'd just been I've been through so many you know diagnosis and treatments and stuff like that and not had any kind of progress in um you know feeling any better or anything like that throughout all these all these things over my life that you know I'd never had hope that anything would improve it and the hole in the heart surgery that didn't really do anything for me either in terms of me feeling hope. My mum felt hope, I didn't. But when you kind of break it down to this is a physical thing that can be removed to then free up this 
where I need to be pumping and where, you know, my body needs to be working more efficiently from, like that that gave me hope. That's the first thing that I was like, this is actually something that makes sense. This is actually something that sounds like it would physically make a difference to all of my conditions kind of thing that are causing the the more disabling symptoms. So, yeah, so, yeah, going into the surgeries, it has it has been a very hopeful and um, exciting kind of thing in regards to not just the lipedema being removed for appearance sake and then further progression sake, but for my whole body's function. And so I imagine that affects other people with lipedema massively without even perhaps understanding that that is actually causing such a big um, effect on their energy levels and their fatigue and things like that. Obviously mine's more heightened because I've got the additional conditions, but to have that kind of suffocation. So, yeah, yeah, mental health, it's been, yeah, it's been a journey. All, All has been pretty Pretty bloody positive since um, starting my lipedema journey, actually. Um, That's great. And how did you find the surgeries? Uh, so I had my, I've, I've had all of mine that booked in eight weeks apart starting on Valentine's Day this year. Yeah, I loved that. You just went like boom, boom, boom. Whereas most yeah. people do one and then wait a little while. And then yeah. Uh, I think I mean that's obviously fortunate for me in terms of being able to have the funds available to be able to do it um, one after the other. I know that other people have had struggles with that which totally makes sense um but yeah so fortunately I've been able to do them within the year and I'm glad that I have because yeah I I don't know it's just coming through it now like um I'm almost through it like I've got what one more surgery in about two weeks time and then that recovery you know goes for about two months and then it's obviously ongoing for the following year but you know the main part of it is the two months following yeah and then, you know, I can start kind of moving on. I can start enjoying my body and enjoying the benefits of having that freed up space. You know, the first thing I'm, I'm wanting to do is get right into building my calf muscles and doing what I can to improve the other asset, um, other parts of my body that, and conditions kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Scarlett, can I ask exciting. what does it look like? afterwards um do you actually have to go and see dr luckage more often is there follow-ups that you need to do what does that look like no so it's all pretty much you know once it's out it's out um i'll be seeing him for a yearly review uh i'm not sure what that when that year starts whether that's from the first surgery or from the last surgery Usually um, last surgery, I think. Yeah, I imagine so. And so that's once, you know, most of the recovery, it should be, you know, pretty much all all through, all the inflammation gone, all the fluid kind of has sorted itself out and your lymphatic system's back up to scratch kind of thing. I mean, you guys could probably tell me a bit more about that, but from my understanding is you know, once once the lipedema is gone and we've kind of got everything moving along, it should all kind of come together itself generally. Can yeah. Dr. Leckage actually say that um, you have to watch your diet and change your diet habits throughout oh, yeah. and at the end? Sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so the ongoing kind of care in terms of um, avoiding any kind of inflammation further is to have that low-carb, or somewhat keto diet mm-hmm. uh, ongoing for life. In terms of once you've had the surgeries, look, 
just in my own personal opinion, I mean, you can live a bit more freer than that fully strict. Once you've had those surgeries, you don't have those cells in your body. So you you definitely have to follow that on. But I mean, I think there's still, there's a little bit more freedom once you've had the surgeries that it's not so much. um, Yeah, I would think that you're, um, you're probably the only thing that you can't really uh, for the first year anyway, is your tights. That would be the thing you'd have to be really strict on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the ongoing thing is the the compression tights, yeah. So um, so following the surgery, you've got I think it's about four weeks in, uh, no, two to three weeks in them 24-7. Um, and then from there you have about an hour free until you reach eight weeks and then you can start sleeping without them but daily wear yeah the tights are a commitment um and very important but they're also very comfortable to be honest um i think very supportive once your brain gets used to that comfort and that support yeah they become comfortable yeah yeah like to begin with like i struggled with it but i mean that was summer as well and as i said like i have this thermo dysregulation so that was a bit of a challenge to be comfortable in them and, you know, I'd get quite irritable with it. But I'd just sit in the bath. Like I'd just run a cold bath with my tights on and just sit in the bath kind of thing and, you know, you get through it. Um, Some things you just got to do. I know it's not fun and I know it's not comfortable, but, you know, it's worth it for the long haul. That yeah, absolutely. So I, I've seen I've seen the value in just following, following the rules, following what I'm told and um, I'm definitely, <laughs> the results to um show that those things really do work i mean every time one of the lovely therapists come to see me they're like well i can't believe you know you're doing all the right things obviously because look look at look at your legs like this is crazy kind of thing yeah please send me your um before and afters because i'm dying to see them yeah yeah well um but yeah so it's just the recovery's been you know it's 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 hard that first surgery was really, really hard, but, you know, there's been different challenges with each one, but I feel like I'm a pro at it now, um, three in, and I've, I just have a feeling this last one's going to just be a breeze. Is it uh, all in your legs or did you have to get some removed from your arms as well? So my next one's my arms and I actually have it in my stomach a bit as well. Yeah, right. So the pregnancies, um, I it like it's, I don't know what you say, like developed, yeah. I don't know, progressed into progressed my stomach. Good, yeah. I, I, never, I never had um, a stomach before and then, yeah, that's when it once when it, when it was progressing all over, my arms just blew up my stomach. He's, he's going to do the stomach, my arms, and then the touch-ups on my legs. So that's just to go to where there's any lumps or bumps kind of thing that have been missed over yeah. in the first surgeries. But, yeah, no. Nah, the reason why that it's got so easy, and this is where, you know, my theory of freeing up that space is obviously going to have its benefits, is I've actually noticed a difference in my energy levels. So since recovering from the first and then moving into the second, I noticed, I don't know, I might have been about four, week, four weeks into the second one's recovery where I noticed a significant difference in my energy level. Oh, that's and good. I'm, yeah, I just didn't feel like I was wading through water as much. Yeah. Like that's what it kind of felt like before. And so it was just exhausting, like moving my body anywhere. Whereas now I've got a bit more, even though I've still got the orthostatic intolerance and I still get that fatigue and that 
uh, post-exertional malaise, like that stuff's all still there. There's just some kind of like ease with my movement that then doesn't drain that energy as, mm. you know, um, quickly. So I, I, I have a bit more freedom of movement in that way and um, it makes a massive difference. For for me that have has had so long with, you know, these conditions and feeling that fatigue and that drag and that heaviness, it was very noticeable. Wow. Um, I mean, that that is huge to feel um, relief after something coming out of your yeah. diagnosis. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. Sorry. So I've been about working um, with, you know, with that extra capacity. I've been able to start working. I mean, it's very minimal exertion kind of thing. It's just it's just data entry kind of stuff and I can do it from bed. But I previously I I don't I wouldn't have been able to manage that. And I truly believe that, you know, having these surgeries has had such a significant effect that I'm actually being able to handle this now. Incredible, you know, like obviously being able to contribute to my household, amazing. Yes. Um, whereas I just didn't have any hope of that, of returning to employment previously. I guess you didn't um, realise how much energy your body uses to move around when you have lipedema. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, no, I, I mean, yeah, like I said, like I didn't realise like even how bad it was. You Like, you know, like you don't really know until you kind of look back and you're like, oh, wow, like that's how, how bad it was, you know. Yeah. How big I was, that's how big my legs were. Um, so it's like it makes sense that, you know, take off that amount of, you know, mass and inflammation and, you know, this suffocating tissue. And, of course, you're going to have those kind of results. Yeah. But, you know. So how much did he actually take out each surgery? Uh, so my first one was my lower legs and he took out four litres. Wow. Um, so that was from just above my knee down. Uh, second surgery was, pos- no, anterior uppers. So that's the front of my thighs. Oh, might have been four again. Yep. Or three or something. Yeah, it was close to that mark. And then this most recent one was the posterior uppers. So that's back of thighs, bum, and lower back, which was the biggest concern. My most pain actually came from my lower back, which I know a lot of people, it's their thighs, and I do have a lot of pain there too. But um, my lower back has always been like, why does it hurt to touch there? Anyway, yeah. that's just story you know like it's just you just don't expect like that to be the place where you'd have lipedema yeah um so if you don't have a very visible shelf you know some of our clients have yeah. got like two to three inches wide yeah back so yeah. the moment you diagnose them with lipedema it's so easy to be like oh yeah that shelf on your back that's lipedema and then yeah. you know that all falls through but if you don't have that shelf no and i, I didn't have that kind of visible bulginess or anything like that and so you know I'd have any kind of pressure on my back and it'd be so painful and I and I just thought you know you just kind of think that that's what everyone feels and the same when like the doctor touches your tummy and they're like does this hurt I'm like yes yes it does (laughs) but he's but that's not normal like actually to be pushed on your stomach fat and like for that to hurt (laughs) so yeah like that was pretty crazy anyway what I was saying I was just very excited about the back stuff getting sore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited to get a massage, a lower back massage, and that. Oh, uh, it's awesome! So, how much was yeah. taken out of your back? Uh so for so for that surgery, so that's thighs, bum, and back. They did three liters. Yeah, which wow. was part, like I thought it'd be more than that actually, because I was like, surely that's like the largest part, but because it was 
after doing the first one, the first and second one, um, I think that that area, some of it, you know, encroaches onto the that back area as well, kind of thing. If you know what I mean, like yeah. it all kind of, wherever you start from first is kind of going to start onto the next one, and then the next one starts onto the next one, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it started there, I think it would have been more because it would have. Yeah. Anyway, that's just it was me. The, the start of the domino effect. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, I'd I'd be I've been having my MLD treatments of, as well, of course, and and following the um what what's asked. So from what I understand, that then reduces the inflammation and then reduces how much actually comes out. You know, if if I had that more inflama- inflamed tissue that would be a larger amount. But because I'm doing all the right things, because I'm having my MLD therapies, I'm having the lymphatics drained, it reduces the amount of um, tissue that actually, the size of it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's like a less amount because you've you reduce that inflammation, you reduce that fluid. So you had no adverse reactions from each surgery or did you find and your recovery was good? Like I said, they all had their challenges. So, like, for my lower legs, I had numbness for a long time. My upper legs, I had the burning nerve pain. Yeah. Uh, that was the upper fronts. The back ones, I feel like more muscle kind of, I don't know, just like achy kind of pain. Like, it's funny, they've all kind of been a bit different. Like, the first one was just uncomfortable. Because I was numb, I couldn't really feel the pain. Yeah. Uh, but really quite uncomfortable. Whereas the other two have felt more pain. But yeah, honestly, like it's been pretty cruisy. The third one, I was up and moving pretty much straight away. Like had barely any kind of discomfort. Yeah. Like a bit of stinging when you sit down and stuff like that, but really not what I was expecting. So speaking of movement, how did you go with movement from your first to your last surgery? Do you, do you find that from your first surgery it was, oh, my God, I can't move? And this is, did you have any regrets after the first one thinking, what have I done to myself? I was kind of like, oh crap, like I've got a whole year of (laughs) wearing the tights, like, because it was summer then. I was like, oh, this is horrible. But no, no, no. I I know, like, you know what you got to do. Like, if you got to do it, you got to do it. And so, like, let's just get through this kind of thing. Like, maybe it's going to be crap for this this amount of time, but then, you know, it's all going to get better after that. Kind of thing, you know. This is only a this is only a period of time, and it's not forever. So I, mean, I think I need a positive outlook. Uh, you of- are a model client. I mean, not many clients are like you, and and I wish I could just take one eighth of you and put into <laughs> the next client because yeah. you were you did everything we've asked you to do, and you followed the direction from your doctor, and it's just amazing to see this side of you at post three surgeries. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. The, the results are just amazing of what we see when we come in and do your drainage. So we're happy as your therapist. So yeah. I can, we can only imagine how you are responding to your surgeries and how you feel about it all. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like it's it's all, as I say, it's just a positive kind of thing. At the end of the day, like you, you go through the hard times to, to get to the end result and, and that's what matters at the end of the day is where, where, you're, where you're heading what the end result is if you put in this effort now if you put in this kind of discomfort now where's that going to get you kind of thing so it's all worth it in the at the end and uh yeah I've had a massive you know boost in terms of my mental energy kind of thing and emotional so 
it's all it's all been very positive you know every step has been you know another step towards a, a better future i guess which yeah. sounds very whatnot but um it's that's just the truth of it yeah so you got a massive plan at the end of it i mean you got your your, your last surgery coming up and then yeah. your recovery which could take a couple of months to recover from your last one got anything planned to re, to celebrate the whole yes. thing done and well, dusted yes i do i am turning 30 and oh. that is just like the mark of the end of this medical kind of journey for me i've done everything i can in terms of my other things i've done all the treatments i've done everything I have, and i'm obviously going to have this lipedema all sorted out and then it's just on to the future so into the 30s and i'm super pumped about that so it's I'm definitely going to celebrate hard for my 30th just to celebrate that, you know, what the last decade has been, um, the relief of, you know, moving into a new stage of life. So, yeah, turning 30 is a big thing for me um, and that's at the end of September. So that's basically, yeah, it's just perfect timing. So to really celebrate and enjoy, you know. So you'll have to book in that day. So you have to make sure you sleep enough to have a big night and then recover for four days after it because we know with your <laughs> chronic fatigue, yeah. you need to plan hey, for this. Yeah, look, honestly, bedtime's still going to be 8, 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Day party these days. Um, oh, my gosh. So, and, it's, and, and when I say go hard, I mean, like, have have friends around and be really happy. You know, go hard. Is, that's what going hard for me is. It's not, <laughs> it's not the Long Island iced teas for me. <laughs> don't knock it. Don't knock it. You, you might have one and then you might find oh that my you God. can go harder. The one time I had one of those, I swear I ended up in a bush. Oh. I might have ended up in a hospital, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no way. I just think they're the best drinks in the world. Oh, you're wild. Oh, yeah, Totally. But- <laughs> love it no but yeah just just a really significant emotional mental you know um just a big change a big marking time in my life I think is is what it is and so yeah it is it is a big celebration at the end of the lipedema journey and also yeah. just the new beginning kind of thing of in my third I've always known that 30s was going to be amazing and you know it's already getting there well yeah I feel like I'm happy I'm having the pre-30s, um, what is it? Like the line the- of drinks in your pre-30s. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 leading up, like I'm already having the like, I'm I'm getting into my 30s already, you know. I had my hair done yes, the other day and um, had my nails done and I haven't done that in, since I got married 10 years ago. So, wow. Oh, it's already starting. The celebrations have begun, you know, the lead up to all of this and once my last surgery is over it's just yeah into into a new world you know big plans apart from staying up until eight o'clock at night that sounds like a really <laughs> really good idea because that's my my bedtime as well but yeah. not even stay oh. up to 10 o'clock no that sounds absolutely horrible to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just realistic. I'm just realistic. I'm like, I know that that's not a good time. Like, <laughs> I so know you need a big tired. sign at the door saying you're welcome, but you must leave by eight thirty, or you get kicked out. No, I'll just have a slumber party. Most of my most of my mates are are in the same kind of boat where they're just like, yeah, eight pm bedtime. That sounds great. Like, you know, we'll we'll have an afternoon and we'll enjoy each other's company. And oh man, I'm, I sound so lame now. This is. <laughs> 
I love it. You're sharing your thirties. I mean, yeah, oh my no, gosh. No, no. I just, I just love my people. I love my relationships. I love, uh, you know, that that's what I value the most, and it and their company. And so, to me, that that fills that fills the cup. And I don't. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a long night. Long night. <laughs> long cup. Oh, um, it sounds fun. Yeah, that's that's what um brings me joy, and I'm looking forward to that because. It's also celebrating me and I love birthday week and birthday month and just making everyone know it, you know. Oh, look, I am so impressed. And (laughs) it's been a fantastic journey watching you grow from the first time we met you until now. And, I mean, you still got a little bit to go, but, oh, my gosh, you're you're even sounding um, more positive about your, you know, your future. And you weren't, when we first met you, you didn't even know what your future looked like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, I didn't really address the NDIS stuff. I mean, that's that's come in obviously in that time frame as well um, over the last uh, month or so. I mean, that that journey started at the start of the year or, or last year actually. It was my cardiologist suggested that I start, you know, looking at supports, you know, this is long-term, this is not going to change kind of thing. And having that come in and that was that was a hard process and exhausting on its own right, but um. Yeah, everything's kind of all fallen in place um, for me to go into my thirties and and live with these supports. I can live so much more comfortably as well. So, yeah, I mean that that's played a big role in that as well because I can't do this kind of stuff on my own. Like general life things, a lot of it as well. So I mean, there that's is a, a reason good thing though because to... you're acknowledging that you do need help and you're oh. happy to. I mean, there's a lot of people out there do not accept or even want to ask for help. They're yeah. so independent. But obviously yeah. you're at, at a stage in your life with your chronic diagnosis that you really had there no choice but to let it go. Yeah, literally no choice. I mean, I I couldn't get out of bed. So now, you know, the things that would otherwise send me into a crash are now being, you know, aided with the supports of NDIS and stuff like that. So I don't have to you know, choose my one activity in the day to be something that's going to just make me sick and then that's it for the day kind of thing. Yeah. I can choose that time to now spend it with my kids or whatever it is. That's that's amazing and that's been a journey in its own right in terms of, you know, as you said, asking for help and having to get to that point to understand, you know, this is not something that you can, I can't continue to support myself and my family and, you know, it is actually a serious and severe um, situation that I'm in. And yeah. if I continue down the path that I was in, you know, trying to hold everything up, trying to do my part in society and within the community and stuff and all that kind of thing, all my, you know, the things that people just want to do with their life, if I continue down that path, I'm actually going to just put myself in bed permanently. Yeah. Like that's where it was heading. Whereas now I've understood how to pace. I've got the supports to do to take care of the things that I can't do and shouldn't do is, is the biggest thing is these are things I shouldn't do because it will send me into that crash. And, yeah, so all the stars have aligned. I've, I've having my surgeries. I've got the supports I need and I'm being able to live a bit more with purpose, shall we say, yeah, quality and, of life. And lighter. Yeah, and lighter, which is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am so pleased that you joined us and able to share your story. And wow, what a story. Wow. <laughs> you certainly um, filled us with lots of um, questions and you certainly answered a lot of our questions. And thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate it. That's all right. It. Hopefully, 
you can um, get something out of all the ramblings. Oh, um, the ramblings but- are good because <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who have no idea what they're looking at like you when you yeah. first started. You, it was a, it's a scary journey when you don't know where to put your first foot you know, forward yeah, and how 100%. to take the first step. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And hearing someone's story helps them take that first step. And as scary yeah, as it is. I, I need to. I mean, even if it even if it's a long journey ahead of you, like you need to start that process. Yeah. And you need to advocate for yourself. If you know something's wrong, you need to push. Like, because I went through so much kind of distrust with doctors and all sorts, you know, trying to, like, I knew something was wrong, but, you know, to them I just look like a normal, healthy person, you know. Yeah. If you know something's wrong, you've got you've got to advocate for yourself. You've got to push because uh, this is this has been a long, long journey. Yeah. Um, but now, as I said, I'm going into my 30s and I'm super excited because it's like that that part of it is over. Yeah. You've had the opportunity to give yourself advice back when you were a teenager. What would it be? Um, look, oh, I guess you wouldn't really change anything because everything, you know, makes you who you are. But I guess it's just kind of like hang in there, you know, like it's all going to come together. If that's in a in a decade or two, then that's that's just part of your journey. I don't know. Like you've just got to take everything as as it comes and make the most of it, take the opportunities and uh, back yourself Yeah, as well, you know. That's good. That's a good tip for anyone actually. <laughs> I mean, you've got, yeah. to, you've got to listen to your body and research, yeah. you know, if it wasn't the for re- research. Yeah. The world is hard. People are hard. Relationships are hard. But, you know, it's you learn from it along the way and, um, yeah, you just got to take what you can and make the best of it. Well, Look at you go, hitting your thirties and doing extremely well. Okay, Hans, is anything else you want to add here? No, you did pretty well. You did very well, very well. Okay, we'll sign off here. Thank you again, Scarlett, and um, we will finish up. Got to go. Bye. Hey, we have a website, info.lymphaticare.org, if you want to go and check us out. We also have Facebook and Instagram. There's lots to learn there. If you want to reach out via email, info.lymphaticcare at gmail.com. All those who live in the Brisbane area, give us a call 0410 032 335. Got to go.